0: Welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast in which we watch every episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation, and then talk about it. I'm Kelsey.
1: And I'm Holland. And today we're going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 17, Dressed in Black. And Kelsey, will you please read us the YouTube episode summary?
0: I sure can. Uh, Jimmy and Ashley have finally patched things up and started dating once again. Even though Ashley's style has changed, she assures Jimmy she is still the same girl inside. Meanwhile, Toby and JT learn far more than they ever wanted to know when discussing birth control and health class. None of this is real.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. None of... I'm, like, rereading it, and none of it is really that on point. <laughs> it's more like... Ashley and Jimmy get back together, but they have some issues now that they're both very different. And JT and Toby are dumbasses who don't know how to accurately prepare for sex.
0: It is rough. I mean, I just, it's just rough. I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, we we should rewrite these YouTube summaries because they're and YouTube is usually the better one of the two. And this is just like, it's like, it's only slightly off though. It's like, it's so close that it's like, it's kind of there, but mostly it's just like one step away from being correct.
1: Yeah. Y- almost, almost this time. YouTube summary. Very close. Um, But this episode is named after a nineteen. 19- 86 Depeche Mode song called Dressed in Black and we listened to it before recording and not really that great of a Depeche Mode song. It does sound kind of like spooky like it's like channeling or Ashley rather would be channeling the, the kind of vibe it gives off in her new goth look And but we didn't really dissect the lyrics or anything either.
0: Yeah, no, it's 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 arguably the worst depeche mode song I've ever heard. Like it's it's bad. It's real bad. But no, it it is definitely spooky. If they put it on in a haunted house, it would not feel out of place.
1: But it's also kind of spooky in the way that the monster mash is spooky. Like it's not it's still like not that hardcore of a song.
0: <laughs> or like werewolf bar mitzvah. <laughs>
1: Exactly, like it. Like a children's haunted house is where the song belongs and nowhere else But anyway, <laughs> let's dive into the episode because it starts out rather spooky as well In Ashley's bedroom, she is performing a song for Jimmy that she wrote You're brave, but you can't see it You're strong, but you can't feel it You're good, but you don't
0: rough my first note is um why is her bedroom phantom of the opera themed?
1: i literally wrote down okay so we both had to pause the video and like write an essay of notes as soon as the scene came on and what i was writing was essentially it's Ashley singing at her piano, like candles are all around her room, and Jimmy is just awkwardly watching her <laughs> sitting on her bed. Awesome. And I just wrote down it literally looks like she is a vampire who has glamored Jimmy back into her den and is like about to eat him, but after like singing this song.
0: He just looks very confused and upset, and those candles are a fire hazard, and it's ru- it's bad. But his face is my favorite thing that's ever <laughs> happened. Like, and she has a pretty nice voice too. Like, I genuinely do like her voice. Like, it's it's a little. I mean, she's all trying hard, but she's got like drapes, like and they're dark purple. I'm like, I'm like, you live in a castle. Like, that's what's happening here, right? You live like in the basement of the opera house or a castle and it's
1: what are you doing like she lives in Dracula's mansion she's like I'm surprised we don't see a coffin in the corner because it literally looks like he has been lured there by a vampire (laughs) and he looks so uncomfortable she's like so what did you think it's about our relationship and we're getting back and I love being back together okay now let me play more of my song he's like okay
0: (laughs) He looks so upset that she's going to play more of her song. He's like, oh, no, which is fair because Jimmy has a future as a good musician. So um, I just have like one more note about Ashley's room because I really can't let this go. So like she really committed to this theme, which I really respect, like because she went goth. And she really made her whole bedroom reflect that. She went, like, full-on redecorating. Like, I was a mall goth, and I was, like, a fake punk and stuff when I was, like, that age. Because it's, like, we're all trying a little too hard back then. Um, And I just, like, got some band posters. And, like, that was as far as I committed bedroom-wise. Like, my wardrobe changed and, like, my lifestyle choices. But for the most, like, I never committed that hard. She, like, fully redecorated.
1: And Ashley is nothing if not, like, persistent and, like, she is dedicated no matter what. Like, season one, she really wanted to be school president. She was very dedicated. Season two, she was very dedicated to the goth lifestyle. She, like, lives it, loves it, breathes it. It's, like, <laughs> encapsulating her whole life, which I can at least appreciate that part of her, that she, if even if she's, like, it seems like she's kind of being a poser, she's, like, Go. She's going very method, and she's just go, like going hard enough to try to actually become goth. And like, she'll believe it if everything that surrounds her is a part of her idea of what she wants to be. She's.
0: Yeah, you no. Know, she commits. She commits to a theme, and I can respect that. Um. So after the bedroom thing that happens, they are at school, and she comes up to like Jimmy, and he's like at his locker or something no he goes up to her and she's at her locker and he's like bringing over the yearbook and being like look at how cute we were and she was like oh I look terrible and he was like no you look awesome and then it's like hin, hin, I hate this I, I hate your weird thing that you have happening Um, and this like mean asshole guy walks by and he's like hey Jimmy thanks for dating the weird girl and save all the hot ones for us and Jimmy's response is not great like it's like like it's it's nice on paper, but you can tell it does not make Ashley feel any better because it wouldn't have made me feel any better either. He's like, if they knew you like I knew you on the inside and I'm like, ooh, don't say that. Just be like, you're also hot. Like, <laughs> like, I don't care who the girl is. She also wants to hear from her boyfriend that he thinks she's hot.
1: Yeah, not the best. It was like a weird backhanded passive aggressive compliment. And also, I'd just like to point out that the douche who says that is Sully, a.k.a. the guy who, like, makes Manny whale tail, essentially, in season three. And he's as slimy and disgusting in the fir- in his first appearance, as he will be in the rest of the show.
0: I forgot that he was the, the like, reason behind that. I always... I, uh, why? 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 <laughs> oh, all right, we're going to address that season three. <laughs> Whatever. um So... That happens, and yeah. So then, JT, who is like still weirdly obsessed with Dr. Sally, and I don't understand it, um, is walking with Toby down the hall, and he's like, "It's Dr. Sally Day," and Toby's like, oh, "You've got to be fucking kidding me! You've been obsessed with this like weird old lady for a year." Which, granted, <laughs> she's based off of Dr. Ruth, who's awesome, but still, like, calm down, like, J- what? JT, I don't understand it.
1: Yeah, I think he's maybe just, he is sex obsessed and girl obsessed and he just thinks Dr. Sally is a wise old lady in those subjects and will give him good advice so he can be good at it. I think that's maybe like the weird way his brain works, but it's weird nonetheless, but it turns out. Dr. Sally is also actually in China, so Mr. Armstrong has to take over the awkward sex talk with the grade 8s. As far
0: as JT's like weird like sex talk equals sexy logic goes, I just wrote down one, sex talk, two, several question marks, three, profit because it's like i don't understand his reasoning for this at all none of it makes sense to me but i am glad that in their sex talk the uh coach armstrong mentions uh an iud because i don't think we learned about that in like my high school sex talk at all i feel like condoms and birth control were brought up but not an iud which is a very valid choice so go canada but also it's maybe because they have better health care that might have something to do with it, although he did mention abstinence, which always makes me uncomfortable. It's like a he's like it's the best option. I'm like,
1: but at least it's not
0: abstinence only
1: I think yeah, I think it wasn't worded in the best way because i the way that I was taught it was like technically the it's like the only thing that a hundred percent that is a hundred percent effective is abstinence technically because you can't get pregnant or an STD if you don't have sex, but the way he worded it being, like, the best option, I think he meant, like, the most effective, but it was, yeah, it was, like, not worded correctly. But as soon as he was, like, like, the best option is abstinence as far as, like, preventing pregnancy. But if you do decide to have sex, like, then you need to do birth control, like, right after. It's not, like, pushing. I didn't think he was pushing abstinence.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was OK. It just yeah, you're right. It just wasn't worded well. And I don't know when I hear like someone like preaching abstinence, I immediately go to like someone preaching abstinence only, which like always makes me like feel squeamish because I'm like, that's not valid. Oh, um, so then we are in English class with uh, the whole gang of ninth graders. And it's they're talking about uh, *Taming of the Shrew*, which I don't think they name check it at all throughout the whole thing. I don't think they ever once say *Taming of the Shrew*.
1: I don't think they do either. It's just very, very, very heavily implied, and they like read scenes from it and mention the characters' names and say the word "tame" a lot <laughs> and "tamed" and "taming" a lot. But yeah, and they they like finish watching some video that plays that dumb. Like, green sleeves rip off Shakespeare <laughs> music. I love the fake green sleeves. And so then all the grade nines in the English class get assigned, like, partners and a scene from the play to, like, perform for the class. And um, Ashley gets paired with Craig and Jimmy gets paired with Hazel. And they're like, oh, no, we don't get to be together. And I'm like, that probably would have escalated your situation a lot faster than it did anyway, but whatever.
0: Um, so yeah, no, I just, I have a lot of like weird things about this whole like concept because first of all, I feel like Ms. Kwan is not addressing the fact that it's like inherently sexist and like a horrible thing. Instead, she's like, it's a comedy. Um, but also I think it's like unfair for Ashley and Craig to like expect Shakespeare to invent feminism like 400 years ago. Like I, th- I'm like okay. I mean, you know, I it's it's but it's definitely worth commenting on, and I just feel like Miss Quan is not commenting on it at all, so she's not being super queenly, or maybe she is, and we're just missing it. Um, so Queen Quan is a little disappointing to me. Um, Ashley and Craig are a little heavy-handed in their interpretation, and they're just like meh Shakespeare, and I'm like I get it. Um. But also, I feel like nobody understands what a Shakespearean comedy is. Like, granted, Shakespeare wrote a lot of dick jokes and puns and stuff. But for the most part, comedy in Shakespeare versus tragedy in Shakespeare just means that nobody dies. Like, that's the literal meaning of comedy for Shakespeare is no one dies. That's it. It's not necessarily that it's hilarious.
1: Yeah, definitely. And also, I would say that reading Shakespeare is also a lot different than seeing it performed. Because I... In my experience, when I've seen uh, it performed versus reading it, it can be a lot more humorous, like, when the actors have something to do with it, too. Um, Maybe not necessarily on, like, weird Shakespeare videos, but live performances are always pretty fun. Um, But also, going back to Ms. Kwan not really saying anything, it seems like they, like, watched a video of The Taming of the Shrew, And then – or, like, they read it and then watched a video and she was like, all right, here's a scene. I want to see your interpretation. So maybe she's trying not to push one interpretation or another or, like, not give any of her opinion to influence how the kids interpret the scenes and, like, let them, like, talk about what they thought about it. And then, like, after Ashley and Craig's scene, she could have been like, well, this was written 400 years ago. So, yes – On one hand, it's very misogynistic and not great, but it's also, like, of the times, and it's important to, like, know that, like, that kind of a thing.
0: Yeah, I just, I I like to think that that's what happened. I I like that internal narrative, (laughs) because otherwise I'm disappointed in Queen Guan. It's it's just a lot, and the Taming of the Shrew is a very, like, complicated thing, because there are elements of the Taming of the Shrew that are genuinely funny, but... For the most part, it's very of its time, and it's very taming a woman. And you could also argue that Shakespeare was, like, making comments on, like, the idea of taming a woman. It wasn't necessarily him being like, this is a great idea. Like, uh, almost all of the main characters in that play are villains. Like, all of them. Like, Catherine is arguably the best character in it and she's like the woman being tamed like (laughs) i feel like his point of view is not necessarily like
1: this is a great idea true but i think it is also even though ash we'll get to their scenes later but even though ashley and craig's scene is very heavy-handed i think i still liked it a lot better than freaking jimmy and hazel's dumb Like, they seemed like they didn't think there was anything wrong with it, and they were playing into just matching up societal, like, modern societal norms with what was happening in the Shakespeare play, whereas Ashley and Craig were trying to, like, point out, this is not great, and let's not believe this anymore. This is what this thingy will look like if we... Well, this is what this looks like when you apply it in the real world. And I don't know, whatever. After class, Ashley and Craig are like, this is so fucked up. We need to do something about it. And Craig has leaves in his hair, and he's adorable. And she's like, I'm so glad we're on the same page. And I'm like, oh, love is blossoming.
0: I love Craig so much. I love the leaves in his hair. I love all of it. He's just so into this. I'm like, Craig is the best. He's the best. I need to be less swoony for him, but I'm all hard eyes for Craig. It's fine.
1: Whatever. I mean, at this point in the show, he has not done anything wrong yet, or he has not done anything to like make you not be swoony about him yet. I've already had some homophobic like moments with my like fave Sean, and we've crossed that bridge. But yeah, we haven't had any like gross things with Craig yet where it's still okay to swoon over him even though he's like a child but like it's like we've said it's your teen heart swooning and it's okay thank you <laughs> <laughs> I needed
0: that um okay so yeah so they leave class and they, they're they like we're gonna be awesome because we're gonna make a statement which is like fine whatever who cares Um. and then Toby and JT are leaving class and they're like at they're they still have a shared locker they're at their shared locker and jt and toby's like i'm confused about condoms and i'm like oh i hate everything oh sorry toby says i'm confused about condoms and i'm like i already hate where this is going and jt is like what's there to be confused about you just open it and put it on and i'm like gross i don't this is my least favorite and toby's like yeah but like how do you know when to buy them and it's like
1: i feel like this is a I just ick. A, this is a conversation you should be having with like Kendra and not with JT. And then B, JT is never the right person to have this conversation (laughs) with anyway. Because as soon as he's like, But like when do you buy condoms? And JT's like, No time like the present, my friend. Let's go buy them after school and are and like he says something about like their sexual future. What does he say? He says something really
0: gross. I have that written down because I hate him so much. He just goes, our studly future awaits. And I was like, ick.
1: <laughs> it's gross, but I, I, it's better than what I was thinking. I'm saying sexual <laughs> future. <laughs> but I guess it's the same thing anyway. But so, just, it just makes me think of the Backstreet Boys song, you know,
0: when, like, Nick Carter has the line, am I
1: sexual? Oh, I just did a body roll. <laughs> and then yeah it's just like the way he sings it's like am i sexual and then the whole all the rest of the backstreet boys go yeah <laughs> i still love that song you guys i listened to it a couple of days ago anyway wait no but also it's the
0: best music video ever all right look if
1: if also kind of spooky <laughs>
0: Yeah, the same variety of spooky of this song title. So we're we're just really tying it all back in. We're not off on a tangent. This relates. Everyone should go watch that music video if you did not watch it in your youth.
1: They, it's in a haunted mansion, much like the vibe that Ashley's bedroom is channeling. <laughs> <laughs> It all ties together, guys. We're not, like, sleep-deprived and just, like, winging this. Anyway. It's it's real. It's real for us. (laughs) This is our real lives. Anyway. They, after school, they go to a convenience store and they like go to the condoms aisle and they're like, did you see this guy? And it's ribbed for her pleasure. What about this one? It's pina colada flavored. I don't know. I wish they had something like bacon. And to which I was like, GT, you're not the one who's going to be like tasting the condoms, by the way.
0: I mean, maybe he is. We don't know. We don't know what he's about. He could be bi. He could just like to chew on latex. (laughs) I don't know what his life is about. I don't know. But uh, they go up to the counter to buy the condoms.
1: Well, first, Toby picks out glow-in-the-dark condoms, and then they proceed to have a fake lightsaber fight in the condom aisle, which I'm like, yeah, they're totally ready to be buying condoms right now.
0: Very much mature enough to be having sex. Okay. Okay. Um, And then they're up at the counter buying the condoms and JT and they have like a really weird, awkward exchange with the store clerk who's just like, does not want to be a part of this. <laughs> and then JT goes... And can we get your number? And I don't know if you saw this, but there's an extra in the background who's a store clerk. And he's, like, stalking the aisle. And he just gives them the most, like, disgusted look I've ever seen in my life. I'm obsessed with it. It was the best thing I've ever seen. I was so glad that it wasn't, like, a time that I was writing something down. Because I was, like, just horrified staring at the screen. And so was this man in the background.
1: (laughs) I missed that. I was writing something down. But I'm going to have to go back and watch that because same. Disgusting. And the store clerk who we asked that is just like stares daggers at him. And th- it's just silent. And JT's like, okay, can we get those in separate bags? Thanks. Bye. Um, but then hopping back over to the Ashley Jimmy storyline. So Ashley sees that Jimmy has a photo of her in his locker but it's from the year before where she still looks like class president Ashley and she's like oh my god no why is that up there and he's like like I don't know I like it I like having a picture of you in my locker so then she has Craig take a photo of her like current gothic state so she can give it to Jimmy and when she gives it to him he just like sticks it up in his locker and she's like well that's to replace the other one and he's like The more pictures of you, the better. And then she's like, well, which one do you like better? And he's like, the old one, okay? Like the old one.
0: I had no notes about this scene. I just wrote, Hazel and Jimmy are boring together, but fine. (laughs) Because at the very beginning, they're chatting. And Hazel's like, your boyfriend is hilarious. And I'm like, I feel like you don't know what that word means. (laughs) Because he's not that funny. Although, actually, no, Jimmy is pretty funny. I take that back. He's pretty funny. He's just not funny in this episode, except for the very beginning.
1: He's, like, he's like
0: funny by accident, and he's, like, funny when he, like, gives spinner shit. Otherwise, it's like, eh, yeah.
1: I also just remembered I skipped the entire scene where he goes over to their house for dinner. But it's so, like, unimportant that it's just, like, they have an awkward conversation about condoms with their parents, and Ashley and Jimmy disagree about whether class should be handing them out. And it's, like, another, like... Oh, look how different they are moment. That's like uh, where Ashley gets to be righteous. Um, but anyway, so after they have that little awkward conversation at the locker, the next day at school, Ashley shows up like wearing like toned down makeup and like clothes from the year before. And Ellie like walks into the classroom and is like, "Um, what the hell are you wearing? <laughs>
0: I think this is a really good time to segment into the fashion police um so I'd love to start from the beginning, but first, since we're already talking about Ashley in this like weird like fake Ashley situation where she like rewinds but she still has the goth hair and earrings, she looks like I don't know if you've ever seen hackers, but she looks like a less like fake like a less uh 90s fake futuristic Angelina Jolie and hackers like a lot. Like it's a little spooky because it's like she has like the light makeup, but then she has like the like short black hair and like the cool girl earrings, and then like yeah, no, she just she looks like Angelina Jolie and hackers.
1: She looks wrong. (laughs) wrong. (laughs) Um, she's wearing like a weird like half like three quarter sleeve polo purple shirt thing and yeah and but she still has her goth haircut and her makeup is so toned down that it looks super weird that she's not like caked an eyeliner um but yeah I was not a fan of the outfit at the beginning toward the beginning of the episode I was there are still a lot of turtlenecks showing up but I really did like Paige's like cerulean turtleneck I think it looked really good on her
0: Speaking of Paige, I also liked her weird like pigtail buns that she had at one point. That was a very cute thing. Um, Ashley is so full goth at the very beginning. I feel like they really like she goes back and forth from being like acceptable to like way overdone. And I feel like in this episode they really emphasized it because she looks like a raccoon. Like she doesn't just have like dark eye makeup. She has dark eye makeup circling her eyes.
1: Yeah, I think I even wrote down at one point, like, does she, like, have more eyeliner at the end of the day than at the beginning? Because it seems like she's just constantly applying eyeliner.
0: She might be. She does it all day long. She did it in the mirror. Um, Manny has weird hair at one point. She has, like, a million braids, and they're, like, sticking out of random ponytails. I don't know.
1: I feel like that's a pretty common theme with Manny's hair. Um, I also really liked Paige's outfit when they were sitting on the steps when Ashley was, like, all awkward and uncomfortable because she she, because she was wearing normal clothes. But I liked Paige's, like, jean jacket and sunglasses. And she had, like, little buttons on her jacket that were cute. She looked very fab on those steps.
0: I keep, like, going back and forth on how I feel about Ashley's hair because I hate her hair when she's talking to Craig, um in their, like, first interaction. And I also hate her, like, weird necklace. It looks like, you know the, like, brand, like, Independent or whatever? It's, like, it's kind of like a cross, but kind of not, um, I don't know. It, like, looks like that. I feel like Mm -hmm. it's, like, a Celtic symbol of some kind, and it looks not good. It's a bad necklace. And her hair is bad. It's too, it's, like, too spiky. I don't know. It's, like, just too much trying.
1: Yeah. Um, Craig wears a leather jacket again which is very Craig. I really didn't take that many fashion notes because I was very preoccupied with the rest of this episode. When JT, at the end of the episode, when JT's like tied up in, spoiler alert, condoms, he has like a shirt with flames like at the bottom as if like his shirt is on fire. I don't have any other notes. Um, So
0: let's hop right back in, yeah?
1: So, yeah, so Ashley shows up to school the next day and is wearing, like, grade 8 version of Ashley clothes. And everyone's very weird. Like, Ellie is like, what is happening? This is very weird. And then somebody else comes in, or Jimmy comes into the classroom and is like, hey, oh, my God, what's going on? I was just getting used to this whole goth thing. Like, it, I don't know. It looks kind of, I don't know. And then um, Ellie jumps in and is, like, tamed. And then, like, that scene ends. I'm like, yeah, basically. So Ashley's like uncomfortable all day because she's wearing these weird clothes.
0: Oh, I, I actually I do have one note on like the weird locker scene besides the fact that Hazel and Jimmy are fine. um, So when Ashley like gives Jimmy the new picture and she's like, it should replace the old one. And he's like, I don't know, whatever. She's like, she's like, which version of me do you like better? And she's showing him this e- the yearbook, right? And I made a note because she has an entire page dedicated to her in the yearbook. And it's not like one of those ones that like your parents like donate like $500 so you can have your own page in the yearbook. to Like support the school. I don't know. My high school did that. My parents did not. Um, they were like, you're not even gonna keep this. Why are we gonna give the school money? You hate it. Um, but yeah, no, it's like it's like our pres. Like someone on the yearbook committee decided that Ashley deserves a full page of their yearbook. It's confusing. It's just a collage of her face. I just I just really wanted to talk about that. We can get back to Ashley being a weirdo in like quote-unquote, normal girl clothes.
1: <laughs> that is very weird. I think my yearbook did would have those, but it was for, like, senior send-offs, like, at the back of our yearbook where your parents would, like, buy a space and, like, put, like, old baby photos of you and, like, a little note that was like, oh, my God, we're so proud of you. But I don't think my middle school ever had anything, like, where a parent could buy a whole page. Regardless, I don't think that's what happened here. I think... They just put a lot of importance on their president, which is very weird. But anyway. I'm glad it wasn't JT. <laughs> <laughs> oh, JT. Um, so they're at school. Ashley's uncomfortable as hell. They finally get to English class, and we see that Jimmy and Hazel's interpretation of the taming of the shrew scene was... Like, Jimmy as, like, a football player and Hazel being a cheerleader who he's, like, taming and making her his, like, head cheerleader and everything. And it's, like, kind of uncomfortable to watch.
0: It's very uncomfortable to watch for several reasons. One, Jimmy is a little bit too good at being, like, smooth and, like, running his finger under Hazel's shit and being like, you're mine now. And I was like, what is this, Fifty Shades of Grey? What are you (laughs) doing? He's a little too good at that. It made me uncomfortable. And also, I didn't like that there was no arc at all. I, I know they're children. But like he was like, you're mine now. And she was like, oh. And then she was like, L-O-B-E. I'm like, you just did a total turnaround. What happened? Also, Hazel's a bad cheerleader. Like, she can yell. She can do that. But she's, like, really, her body is super stiff. Like, she doesn't fully do any moves. She, like, kind of moves a little bit. She's a terrible cheerleader.
1: I mean, do can do we need to remind everyone of her, like, not <laughs> her
0: toe touch? <laughs> that toe touch haunts my goddamn dreams.
1: Yeah, I know, it's a, It's very, it's also very off-putting because he's like, I will have Catherine as my wife and, like, tr- starts to put, like, a jacket on her and she's, like, standing there and she's like, give me an L! Oh, she, like, picks up pom-poms and starts, like, chanting love and you're like, oh, no,
0: please stop. I just, I just hate it so much. And then, like, but, and then, this is the thing, is, like, Miss Kwan is, like, Good job guys. And I'm like, What? 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 <laughs> and Paige is like, It held my attention and Terry's like, I liked the costumes. Which is like <laughs> it reminded me of um uh like Uh, on 30 Rock when, like, Liz Lemon goes to all of Jenna Maroney's plays and each time she says something, like, really, like, vague, like a vague compliment. The programs were great. What about that lighting? And they did it on Friends, too. It just reminded me of that because they were, like, they're just, like, being nice friends. (laughs) And they were, like, loved your costume. Kept my attention.
1: Yeah. And then Ashley and Craig go up and perform... A scene that is like the polar opposite, and it's basically about abuse, like Craig literally puts on glasses and oh, he's channeling insane. his abusive father, and it's very uncomfortable. They have like a very heavy scene where Craig is like and like abusing essentially Ashley, his wife, who's like mopping a floor, and she's wearing a wig with like longer hair. And then after their scene, you can tell he like he like freaked he's had like freak he freaked himself out by how accurately he portrayed that and how like much he channeled his dad. He like takes off his glasses and he's like, Oh my god, what did I just do?
0: Yeah, it's like I just wanted to immediately give him a hug. And it kind of reminded me of um so Ian McKellen was doing an interview with Mark Marin on WTF and he was talking about how his dad was abusive and when he was acting like when he first started out like his first like 10 or 20 years or whatever he never played angry roles because he was very worried about like going to that place and when he finally did and he finally let go and he did it it was like very cathartic but very scary like how he could go there and it just reminded me of that a lot I had like chills up and down my body I was like these kids are really good actors (laughs)
1: like
0: that like Fucked me up a little bit, and the glasses made me really sad. And it was like, it was just very real.
1: Yeah, I know. I definitely wrote down. I think that, um, Jake Epstein and Melissa McIntyre are probably two of the strongest actors on the show thus far. And it was a very well executed scene by then, it was also just very intense. And after they're done they're like yeah so we interpreted it a little bit differently <laughs> and they have like a whole conversation and ashley is like it's about breaking a person and like having them conform to what you want and it's not about love and it's basically like staring at jimmy while she's saying this to which i'm also like yeah good point but what you're literally working on the scene about how much you hate the taming of the shrew and how wrong you think it is And yet you still showed up to school wearing, like, your old clothing? I don't understand, like, the reasoning behind that.
0: I think that she did not put together the parallel in her head until she was in the woods practicing with Craig. And I think he was, like, he was kind of saying things and she was kind of like, well, why does he have to be the villain? he was like, because he's the villain. (laughs) And she was like, I mean, maybe he just really loves her. And he's like, what? And she's like, I have no idea. (laughs) Like, I think that it, like, kind of affected her that she was like, she realized, like, oh, this, like, really parallels my current situation because television.
1: Yeah, I kind of forgot about the scene in the woods. But when it was happening, I was like, of course they're practicing in the woods, like, channeling Shakespeare to the extreme. And... So, yeah, that happens, and I guess, do you want to just close this one out and then we can hop back the dumb JT and Toby storyline since we're almost at the end of this one? Yeah. So, then I think it's the next day at school, and Ashley shows up, and she's, like, all goth again. She's back to normal, and she's like, Jimmy, I signed your yearbook, and, like, comes up to him at the locker, and then he starts reading this, like, poem out loud That's essentially like Ashley saying how much how different they are and how they can't be together. And I was just like, of course, she's breaking up with Jimmy via poem.
0: Yeah, I was just like, this is very dramatic. And she's like crying and like stepping away like backwards. Like I'm like, just just turn around and walk away. You don't have to listen to him read it. Like just (laughs) just like what are you that's a safety hazard. You're going to walk into somebody. You're just like, it's just so dramatic. Just be like, I feel like we're different people. Sorry. Like, why do you have to write a goddamn poem?
1: Because she's Ashley. Um. So, yeah. So, they are broken up by the end of this episode, which, thank fucking God. Seriously. Anyway. So, back to JT and Toby. JT's, like, at his locker. And Spinner comes around the corner, and he's, like, practicing his Shakespeare scene out loud while he's walking. And JT's like, that's it, Spinner. Walk and talk. And Which was kind of funny. And then Spinner is like, and, like, pushes him into his walker. (laughs) (laughs) Holland did a
0: really good Spinner impression. Actually, no, it was kind of good. Like, that is really what he sounds
1: like. He's kind of a doof. I'm kind of proud of it and also kind of ashamed that I can do that. Anyway, he pushes JT into his locker and the condoms fall out. Like, they fall out and they fall out of the boxes. Like, they have been opened. Like, all the little packets are everywhere. And Spinner's like, ooh, dude, what are you doing? And JT's like, that's not mine. That's not mine. And the whole hallway has, like, a, like, shocked reaction to this happening which I was like, is, really, is everybody even paying attention to this happening? Seriously, that's like- not realistic. But then Emma and Manny see, like, ew, that's so gross. But if they're not yours. They must be Toby's. And then J- or Spinner's like, what? Toby? As in Toby who's dating my sister? He's dead. And then he eventually finds Toby. And, to- and he's like, he finds Toby. Or actually, he kind of stalks him for a little bit at first and is like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to beat your ass. He has, like, a weird website that's, like, dedicated to killing Toby. And there's even, like, an interactive, like, thing where, like, a cartoon Spinner, like, punches the head off of Toby. And I'm, like, very surprised that Spinner is smart enough to create this.
0: I mean, if anything, all I've learned from this is that Spinner works quickly, has a future in animation, and, like, like really, like, he has, like, hidden talents. And he gets shit done real quick. Like, Ashley commits to a theme and, like, Spinner commits to revenge. I don't know. It's, like, I was impressed. I was like, you were quick, man. Like, this this was, like, a less than a day turnover. This is pretty great.
1: Yeah. So, anyway, eventually he finds Toby and, like, pushes him up, pushes him up against the door and is, like, it's judgment day. And then... Like, Toby's like, I just want to know, you know, I bought that stuff because I respect Kendra, but I don't even want to use it. J2 made me do it. And, like, while Toby's, like, talking his way out, Spinner's face is literally smushed up against Toby's face with, like, his fist raised. I'm like, this is not, like, the mo. this is not how you punch somebody. No. Like, you don't, you want your face to not be by what you're about to be punching. This is uncomfortable. Why are you, like, smushed up against Toby's face? But then he finds out that it was JT's idea to buy the condoms, and he's like,
0: Ugh JT's dead. Which, like, okay, fine, whatever. And then he later on sees Toby in the hallway, and he's like, Toby, come here. And Toby's like, Okay, please don't murder me. Um, and then we see uh JT is tied up and he has like he's tied up with condoms, he has condoms all over his body. Spinner's making bad jokes, everyone's laughing, there's some really bad fake laughter, and then he's like, Isaac's hit the lights, and Toby's like, okay, and there are all the -the glow-in-the-dark condoms, and my fashion note for this is that JT looks just like Gonzo.
1: (laughs) He does look like Gonzo, because he's got a big old condom on his nose. Yep. But, yeah, so that's basically, I mean, the episode ends with, like, Ashley walking away and, like, crying after her poem has been read out loud. But that's basically the end of the episode.
0: Yeah, um, so we are going to do a new uh, segment where we're going to pick our favorite YouTube comment on the episode. And boy, do we have some fucking gems for you. We actually picked two this time because they were both really funny and they weren't like stupid funny. Like they're actually really great. Um, So
1: Holland, do you want to read the first one? Okay, this one is by someone named Whitney Grant three months ago. And it says, Ashley, stop trying to be deep. You took E once, LMAO. Which yes, very valid. Very valid.
0: And then my favorite one of ever, like all time, uh, Peyton Jones commented six months ago, if you have sex, you will get pregnant and you will die, which is obviously a Mean Girls reference. And then Queen Lily responded three months ago, that's JT and Liberty's future, (laughs) which valid.
1: We forgot to do a spoiler alert, but I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you know what happens. (laughs)
0: And if you don't, then we're not going to tell you any specifics. <laughs> and we're just going to leave you with how funny that is. Because that, like, actually had us, like, crying a little bit. Because we are just like, that's the best thing that's ever happened. <laughs> that's <laughs> Liberty J <Jay>, T. <too>.
1: Liberty <laughs> All righty. Well, let's get into our normal segments. Um, ship of the episode. I'm going to go... Ashley and Craig because it's finally it's like it's finally like there's some there's some substantial evidence to back up their shipness when before it was like they looked at each other and you were like they're my ship and it's like they didn't talk to each other but okay but no I'm shipping Ashley and Craig they're very much on the same wavelength of thinking when they were having their conversation about he was like if they're trying to change you doesn't really mean that they love you. And I was like, oh, my God, you're totally in love with Ashley right now. This is adorable. So, yeah, I'm going to go with them. I'm going to say the same. I mean, because
0: I like to pick them as my ship in the the beginning. I love them in the beginning. And I'm, like, really on board for it. And then everything goes to hell. But I really love them in the beginning. I'm just like, you guys. Craig is so into her. It's cute. And I'm a little jealous in a gross way.
1: And I'm not proud of that. (laughs) This happened literally 12 years ago. It's okay. Maybe thirteen. It's just happened a while ago, and it's not real. It's okay. <laughs> Ke- it's okay, Kelsey. He <laughs> can still be yours. <laughs> I'm <a fictional> <laughs> um. All right. Spirit Squad Captain. I guess I'm gonna pick Ashley because she just goes on a big journey this episode, and like, trying to. F- deal with her new situation with Jimmy and then she doesn't really let it she doesn't let it linger she doesn't let it. she doesn't stay in a relationship that she knows doesn't work just because of like the history that they had which is like basically the only reason they reconnected in the first place and she like knew when to end the relationship and she did a brave thing by ending it even though she still probably liked him
0: I'm going to go with Craig because he is a gem throughout the whole thing, and he clearly has some trouble at the end. And also, he, like, he kind of, even though he and Ashley don't know each other that well, he kind of, like, sticks by her side, and he's, like, he's kind of real with her without being, like, too, like, Ellie about it. He's just, like this is not you, kind of, but, like, not in a, like, overt way. Like, he's not pushing her, and he's not being – like, you can tell he's kind of sad that she has a boyfriend, but he's not being creepy about it. Like, he's not taking advantage of this situation, which I feel like a lot of other dudes his age would. He's not, like, making moves. He's just being like, I'm glad we're on the same page, and we feel the same way about this topic. And I think uh, Ashley also respects that a lot, because I think that's why, like, in the dinner scene with Jimmy, she's like, why don't you have an opinion Which is whatever.
1: Yeah. Also a valid choice.
0: Also, I like how affirmative we are of each other.
1: We're like, good job.
0: I'm proud of you. (laughs) You make good choices. You guys, we love each other. Um, Oh, we do moral, dude. We haven't done this in like two weeks. We're rusty. Um, So moral of the episode is, um, I mean, don't change who you are for another person. I think is, like, the overarching, like, moral.
1: Yeah. Don't change who you are for a person and don't do things you aren't ready for even when people are pressuring you to. Like, I feel like JT was kind of peer pressure with Toby as far as buying condoms when he really didn't need to be. And, yeah, and just, yeah, don't change yourself for other people because they should like you for you. And if you feel like you need to change for them, it's probably not going to be a very healthy relationship. So, yeah. All right. So, plugs. You can follow us on Twitter at DegrassiPod. Tweet us any questions you have, anything you want us to read on the show. Um, You can also email us any questions, comments, criticisms. Um, A couple people have of my family members who listen to the show always say, oh, whenever you talk about something, I always want to like, like jump in and like tell you something that you forgot. But if you, and if you feel the same way, email us and we'll like hop back and like review what we missed on the last show before hopping into the next episode. It'd be great to learn what our shortcomings are. So email us at whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com. And we're also on Tumblr, .tumblr whateverittakespodcast.tumblr.com. And we're on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe, everything, all that stuff helps us get noticed on iTunes.
0: Yes, please do all of those things. Um, We would really appreciate it because we like when you guys talk to us because it's like we'll see stats on SoundCloud and we're like, oh, there are humans out there who listen to our show. And then once in a while, someone will be like, hey, I like your show. And then we remember that you're real and you're not just numbers. And we love numbers, but I'm bad at math, so I'd rather talk to a human. Um, You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter
1: at CalSex with a Z at the end. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at HollyNetacular. And as far as plugging things that aren't associated with us, um, Kelsey, what are you going to plug today?
0: Uh, I'm going to plug a book that I just read called Texts from Jane Eyre. Um, it was written by Mallory Ortberg, who created The Toast. Um, it's amazing, it's the best thing. It's really quick, um, and it's super funny. And it's just the best. It's basically exactly what it sounds like. It's like text messages from like historic or literary characters. And it's amazing.
1: That does sound amazing. (laughs) And I'm going to plug a podcast that I just started listening to, but it's been around for a couple of years. It's called If I Were You. And it's hosted by Jake Hurwitz and Amir Blumenfeld, a.k.a. Jake and Amir from College Humor. And it's an advice podcast where... They literally just have people email them questions and they answer them even though they are, like, not licensed anything. They are college humor, internet personality comedians. And it's very funny and I would recommend it.
0: That sounds awesome. Um, and that's it for us. Bye, Panthers.
1: Bye, Panthers. You're brave, but you can't see
0: it. you strong you can't feel it. You're good, but you don't know it.